0: and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly
1: aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard, For the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you.
0: We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace
1: in Parenting. Hey guys, we're back for another episode of the Peace in Parenting podcast. I'm Gemma and I'm here with Michelle and today we have a special guest, Masara. She's going to tell us a little bit about her journey with Peace in Parenting.
0: Hi, Masara. How are you?
2: Hi, Gemma. Hi, Michelle. I'm fine, thank you. How are you all?
0: We're doing well. So can you tell us one thing that's going well in your world today?
2: Well, I'm here on this podcast and I've been a listener from from the beginning. So that's my um, really happy about that today.
0: So excited to have you. Us too. What about you, Gemma? What's going well?
1: kind of the same. I'm so excited to have you here and hear your story. And it's 5am, but here we are, we're doing it. <laughs>
0: yes, I think so too. I'm excited too. I think that's my going well. I like having guests on. It makes it feel real to us. Like there are people out there listening. There are people that are getting something out of this. It's very validating for us because I think sometimes Gemma and I are sitting in our closets <laughs> doing this podcast <laughs> thinking, is anyone even listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> so this is very validating. So thanks for coming on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Where are you, and your, how many children you have, and just a just a little background.
2: I live in London and I have three children. The, my oldest is a boy and he's 11 years old. Uh, my second is a little girl and she's eight. I have a little baby boy uh, who's just turned one. Oh my so goodness. So cute. Me. So
0: when did you start all this piece and Parenting uh, stuff?
2: It started around uh, three years ago. Uh, my little boy was... Eight, and uh, he was just coming to the age where he could actually say no to me. He was very compliant uh, when he was younger. As, as he was growing, he uh, sort of started challenging me when he came to around five, six. And that's where all the yelling started and the control and I wanted everything to go my way. I had the little one around that time as well. So the baby, my second one and, her, uh, and him, it was going a bit crazy, the yelling, name-calling, shaming, blaming was going sort of out of hand. So that's where I started to search for an answer that I used to be so guilty each night. I wanted better for myself I wanted better for my children I knew this is wasn't done that was one thing that was my gut was saying to me all the time no this is not the way you're meant to raise kids so I kept searching and the only thing I would come up with from from within was I just want peace I want peace inside me I want peace full relationship with my kids and I want a peace in my house and everything was going the opposite way so I started googling and googling and looking into different ways of parenting. Uh, very coincidentally, one of my friends shared something from Michelle, and that's what brought me to peace and parenting.
0: That's so good. Three years ago, you've been here since the get go, I think.
2: Yes. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's a long time. So, what? Tell us, like, what were the biggest challenges and? And what were your biggest successes in all this parenting stuff? What was hard?
2: The hardest for me uh, was control. I came from a background where I was as a child. We were just, it was a dumb thing for us to do as we're told, that's what it was. And I couldn't just take that. I couldn't take that when my child said, no, I'm not gonna do that. I wanna do things my way. So that sort of, and that used to take me in a frenzy. I didn't know how to respond (laughs) to that. And I used to go like, oh, my God, how can he say that to me? Um, And I used to scream, shame, blame. How can you do that? And it was more about me, I feel, than it was about him. Yeah.
0: It's interesting because when we were being controlled as kids, we didn't like it, right? But then the first thing we try to do as parents is control our own kids.
1: Yeah. It's a natural reflex almost. (laughs) It's
0: crazy. And then you're like... Wondering why they're mad.
2: True, very true.
1: So you implemented special time? Was that the first thing you started with?
2: When I first started, um, I knew that it was all about connection. So I wanted to build this connection with my kids. I was going and going for it. I try every day when they come back after school. But then I hadn't let go of that control inside me and I would fail. And then that would lead to more frustration. That Why am I not able to do it? Is it some a problem with my children? And I kept thinking it's something wrong with them. But then I kept reading on uh, on Michelle's blogs and her on her Instagram page saying that uh, it's self-regulation. And that's when I started doing sort of the inner work. I started seeing why I'm getting triggered. What, are, what is it that's making me so mad at them? Uh, and I started doing this inner work, and I started writing journaling about my triggers. That journaling guide was my go-to. <laughs> yeah, so I journaled about my triggers. I got deep down. um and it was not more. It was all about me. It was all about how I was going to uh, respond rather than them uh, that, I, that was that just gave me chills. and it's like that I think
0: that's it. Like if you don't work on, and I think that's a lot of us, like you, we want to do the whole connection piece and we know it's really important. And it's like, we're, we're pushing really hard for all that. But if you don't do the work on yourself, if you can't change, if you can't really find your triggers, and I'd like you to do journal about them I don't know if you can do it all because it's it's like a I, I akin it to like being a dry drunk like you're you did you stopped drinking but you didn't work on what kept you drinking right so you stopped controlling but you didn't work on what was what was making you c- want to control because that stuff's still there and it will seep out if you don't you know find where where it is and work on it I think that's super smart you were very smart you let and the journaling guide was helpful.
2: Oh, it was really helpful. And every now and again, I would still get these moments where I felt stuck. I would feel like, oh, my God, I need something. I need someone. And then I would go to the Facebook group. The Facebook group would be my, like, safe place. I would just go (laughs) say, oh, oh my God, I'm in the middle of a tantrum with my daughter. Can someone help me? What should I do? (laughs) Literally, I'd be like that in the group. And there'd be loads of people come with help. And Michelle herself, with all her lovely suggestions and advice, uh, I remember this one time my daughter wouldn't stop crying for hours. Um, And it was about something really, really not significant to me at that point. But it was actually something sitting deep inside. It was a fear of hers that was playing out. And uh, I got advice from, uh, at that point, I went, I took two minutes out. I said, I'm just going to come back. (laughs) Mommy is just here. And uh, I went and quickly typed in what do I do? I'm stuck. I'm burning out. What can I do? And and the advice I got there from is just stick around, just be around her, even if you're not right there listening in her face, just be around and say, mommy's going to be around. And that advice really helped that day. After I think a marathon of a tantrum uh, for nearly a couple of hours, it was, it finally came out that she was fearing. She had dreamt that she'd lost her dad. She was fearing. Mm-hmm
0: baby girl
2: and then
1: if you had left her you'd feel so terrible after
2: yeah that that's what it was and i was like i'm so thankful for this group to ask me to stick around because i wouldn't have done it otherwise um yeah because it's really hard to hear them cry for that long and just sit through the feelings and validate them it is it is not easy but the support I got from the group that day really helped me through it.
0: Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. This makes me so happy. I'm like, <laughs> this stuff is working for people. This is so great. And what if you hadn't stayed around and you might not have known what it, what happened? Not that we always will know because they won't always tell us, but you were lucky enough that she told you and that she could figure it out. That's worth everything because now you knew, like, my child's not crazy. They aren't just screaming and yelling about the broken doll or whatever it is actually have a reason and they're they have a valid reason
2: I was, I was really I was like this thing works this yeah. really works <laughs> yeah that was my win I was like this really works it does
0: that's what kept me going I'm like once it started working I was like oh yeah I want more of this I yeah. need this in my life I need a win I need lots of wins like I will do whatever it takes to
2: get a win
1: so with your kids being older did they like question what, what you were doing? Like, did they notice mom's a little different now?
2: My son, uh, my son is a very sensitive child and he was the first one to notice. Uh, so I, I remember that first very time I decided not to have a, you know, meltdown <laughs> when he did something. I just stood there and I looked at him and I said, it's fine. It's okay. It's fine. Mommy is here for you. And he looked at me. Are you not mad? <laughs> so That's the first <laughs> thing he said. Are you not mad at me? Are you not going to send me in a timeout? And and his Aww. eyes bless his heart. <laughs> he was like literally he's waiting for my reaction and when he <laughs> didn't get it, he was like he just melted. He literally melted and he was so sorry for what he'd done. That that came from within. Yeah. And you said yeah. you had he was defiant or they both were really defiant before you started? He was getting very defiant, and uh, I sh- I could see the effects of my yelling on my little one, because she was only four or five then, um, and she was getting really like quiet and into herself. Uh, I think she was probably just scared, like yeah. who is this? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. You had the same dynamic I did. And I started just a touch earlier than you, but not much. And I think, too, my little one got so, co- I think it affected my little one more than it affected my older one because she was so scared of me. They used to call it the old mommy. We're so glad the old mommy is gone. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, you, me, me too, actually, <laughs> me too. But I said, what's the worst thing the old mommy did? And she goes, send me to timeout. She said oh. timeout was worse than anything. And she said, because I never knew when I would, could get out.
2: So sad.
0: <laughs> and she oh. was compliant too and became withdrawn because I think she was so scared. She didn't want to add to the to the chaos. Yeah,
2: yeah, my my little girl as well, my middle one, she became completely withdrawn, very quiet, and would just do what she's asked to. She was even taking you know, uh, stuff from her brother because her brother would exactly <laughs> behave how I behaved with him. He would do that to her and that's when it rang a bell saying no i can't let this happen i can't let him turn into a bully literally <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: yeah i think that's what happened my mine exact exact same thing as me would take out her relationship with me on her sister because she had nowhere else to go and she was learning it from the best she was i was the bully and she was learning to be one
1: So what about your husband? You said getting him on board was tricky. Did you guys take a class together or how did you hook him?
2: No, it was, uh, that was one of the biggest roadblocks I found, um, was getting him on board. Uh, so he saw the change in me as well. And he saw that I was not going crazy anymore. And when he would go crazy, that would actually drive me more crazy than what the kids (laughs) were doing. So I'd be like, stop, you need to take it easy. It's fine. It's not the end of the world. That Nothing's going to happen if they spill milk when they're pouring it out. It's okay. Uh, we can mop it up. And he'd be like, what's wrong with you? Why have you, what's wrong? Are you going to just spoil them like this? That's what he'd say all <laughs> yeah. the time. But then uh, it took me a long way to sort of, you know, um, and I took it as a challenge. Um, and I'd be like, okay, he's going to be my first person I'm going to teach this to. <laughs> so... Every Smart. day I used to, yeah, every day I used to uh tell him at night. So these are the things we went through today, and this is how I decided to deal with it. So when you when you face these with the kids, try this, it will help. And then we started implementing special time, and that was a complete game changer. My kids love it now. They absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that's so and he does it too.
2: Yes, he does it on the weekends because um we do opposite shifts and uh my husband's uh, not spending time as much with the kids on the weekdays he's away in the evenings when they come back from school so he tries and does it on the weekends and i do it on the weekdays because my weekends are off <laughs> i take off uh on the weekends from the kids a bit <laughs>
0: amazing. You know what? I like how you, instead of like, cause I think a lot of people get caught up in the idea, like I have to correct my spouse right now, you know, in the moment they're telling them while they're doing, interacting with the kids, like, don't do that. Like, and shame them in front of the kids. And I think that is a really big, um, issue for, For couples, I see it a lot. People can't keep their mouth shut in the moment and they want it to stop. And they're like, no, 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 he can't do that. He's ruining everything I'm doing. Like they can't do that. They can't do that. And then the spouse gets really upset because they feel shamed and embarrassed and like called out in front of the kids. And I think it was really smart how you – did it at the end of the day and said, hey, these were the things I worked on. How did he take that? Was he receptive?
2: Yeah, I mean, he he saw that it was working. He saw when I was around the kids, they were being more compliant. They were being more uh, connected to me and they just go with the flow. There was no tension. There was no that sense of tense thing in the house. So he, I think, sensed that and he was like, oh my God, what you're doing is actually working. So maybe I'll try it. Um, but I remember his first special time, was the most amazing one for him and for for the kids. So he did it one-on-one with them, obviously. Um, and he took my son, wanted to go to play basketball. Um, and it was meant to be 20 minutes. And I told him, it's 20 minutes, yeah, it's 20 minutes. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, 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 we'll be back, we'll be back. <laughs> and they ended up playing basketball for hours literally a couple of Aww. hours had gone by and they didn't want to come and then he's my husband was a basketball player when he was younger so he started telling my son all about her, his childhood and it was so lovely for them and I think that that one one special time was when he's like I want to do this every time with him I want to I like it he started so liking sweet. it himself. <laughs> that's yeah.
0: so cute and I think that's true it's like we all need connection. All of us need connection. We need it every day. We need it with our kids and we need it because parenting needs to feel good. It needs to feel like, oh, this is I'm forming a relationship with somebody I love and care about. You know, it's like, what do they call it? The the seven, what are your love languages or whatever? And I think I think it's like spending time for children has to be their love language because that is forming a bond. That is so cute. He's so sweet. That's really sweet. (laughs)
1: do you notice yourself handling your baby baby like the one year old differently than you did your other
2: kids yeah one of the reasons I actually one one of my guilty confessions is i wanted another child so that i could raise him completely differently so 7 oh, oh years later little one came along <laughs> yeah i've thought I,
0: that before i've like i'm i'm 47 and i'm like could i have another kid because i could do it the right way this yeah. time like from the beginning <laughs>
2: That's exactly, that's exactly what it was. And I'm like, okay, there's not going to be shaming, blaming, yelling, screaming at this one. It's going to be all different right from word go. Yeah, Yeah,
0: that's so good. And so tell us, what are the other things you took the guide to cooperation, the course?
2: Yes, the guide to cooperation has been really life-saving for me, like in the moment tips, sort of. I used to really struggle with playing with my children. So connecting via play, that used to be one of my struggles because no one played with us we just played with our cousins or our friends or but no adult played with us so that that was very strange to get down to their level and actually play with them mm-hmm. yeah so that the, the the guide to cooperation really helped me with all these little bit uh bits of you know in the moment things to do with mm-hmm. them um mm-hmm. that that was really helpful especially as my older one now is um He's 11, so he's that preteen age where he wants to explore a lot of things. um, And, you know, sort of explaining things to him rather than saying, no, 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 you can't have that. You can't take that risk. You can't do this. You can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Guide to Cooperation gave me a lot of that. Like, yeah. The practical sort of stuff to do yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. yeah, I
0: think it's good, too. I think there's a lot that goes into um, getting a kid to be cooperative on their own. without. I think we rely a lot on threats and bribes and punishments and these kinds of things, especially when they get older, to get them to do what we want. But there's a real art to doing it without that stuff. And it's not easy and it takes like this whole, like you have to work on yourself. You have to get connection going. And then also there's these little tips you can do in the moment, how to ask, how to like really ask your kid to do something that's effective. And I think it's a, actually a complex whole like idea getting cooperation organically.
2: Especially like setting those uh, boundaries uh, and you know sticking with them. Um, that that was one of my biggest takeaway from the course saying that, you know, you, yes, it's not that you're just going to be permissive and let them do what they want. You are holding boundaries. You are uh, agreeing upon them with your children and your, uh, you know, even if they overstep them, you're sitting through with them uh, to to see, you know, how they feel about it.
0: Yeah, Um,
2: I think that was really helpful from the course for me.
0: Yeah, the setting limits thing is good. I think a lot of people don't understand that limits are actually a way to get feelings out. And that once you get the feelings out, then you don't have to really have the limit you can the kid will be cooperative because they've, they feel better because they've had that big tantrum.
1: And I think with the limits, we're also teaching our kids how to set their own boundaries and how to not be so controlling because I think those were two of my biggest problems is I was like, I have to please everybody and Dan has that too. But I think our kids will learn like, this is how you set a boundary. This is how you hold a boundary and it's normal and it's good.
0: Yeah. And also adhering to other people's boundaries because I I I have plenty of clients who are permissive and they've didn't have any boundaries with their kids and so their kids bulldoze their friends mm-hmm. and bulldoze their siblings because they don't know what boundaries are they don't yeah. understand that yes someone is going to say no to you and you need to respect that yeah. and respect someone else's boundaries so I think it teaches them all kinds of good things what else Masara anything else that you think is important that our audience should know
2: through this method of parenting a uh- this approach of parenting has not only helped me improve as a parent, but I think it has helped me improve as a person. It's through this method that I sort of discovered myself, uh, you know, what I actually felt about things, how things, you know, what feelings do they bring up in me? I also got deeply connected to to God. I'm very uh, religious and I try to follow uh, Islam. Uh, And through this, I found out that The the methodologies uh, our prophet uh, Muhammad, uh, peace be upon him, had uh, advocated so many thousand years ago are very similar to the peace and parenting approach. It's all about love. It's all about connection. It's about guidance and not control. And that those are the exact similar uh, things that he advocated uh, as well. So that brought me to a place of, oh, my God, this actually makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. So it not only made me a better parent, but I feel like I grew as a human. Uh, I grew with my connection to God, uh, with my connection to my partner as well. That that really started uh, getting better when when I started parenting like this. And the house, oh my God! If not before bedtime, my house would be like, get into bed. <laughs> oh, the peace, the peace that it got into us. Uh, as humans and in our surroundings was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really good. I mean, I was so inspired uh, by the whole method and uh, how it changed my life that I want to help people do the same as well. Uh, so I want to help uh, Muslim families uh, get uh, get get you know explore this method of parenting and connect it with what our Prophet said, uh, so that we bring about our change. You know, each house at a time for a more peaceful world, for a more, oh. for a bigger picture. Yes,
0: a more peaceful world. <laughs> yes, I, yes. Know, That's we what always Gem- I mean, if everybody was parented this way, we always say this, this Gemini, the world would look different. Mm-hmm. It really would. War would look different. Conflict would look different. Brent, you know, um, I think so much would change if people understood the ideas of empathy and connection. I really believe that could change the world. So I'm so excited you're spreading a message and moving forward and helping people in your community. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, I'm, it is a real pleasure to do that. And for me, helping people is uh, gives me a different kind of a satisfaction. So yes, I do. Ha- I I really really love helping anyway in any sort of way that I can that that's my pleasure literally yeah so and- lovely. I think it
1: solidifies it for you too because once I started podcasting I was like oh teaching and talking about it helps me apply it consistently yeah. instead yeah. of falling off the wagon all the time you know totally
0: yeah. I, my groups and my classes and teaching people too I'm like wow it keeps it really top of mind yeah. all the time yeah It's really good. Oh, Masara, I'm so excited you came. This was so lovely. Thank you so, so much for joining us.
2: It was an absolute pleasure, Michelle and Gemma. It has been such a nice uh, time talking to you both.
0: We're so glad you're out there and helping and doing and being a guiding light for people.
1: Keep us updated on the fresh baby (laughs) and.
2: the perfect child you're creating (laughs) yes i wish to i wish to nothing's perfect but i wish to give him the best from the beginning um yeah um
0: masara where can we find you because we know that you're sharing all of your things on instagram and and we want to be able to link to you so where can we find you on instagram
2: uh, my page is called the dean soul uh at instagram and i also write a blog on dot soul.com so that's d double e n s o u l dot com
0: great so we'll put that in our notes and then people can find Masara there and we look forward to seeing you
2: i keep tagging you in all my posts uh, for p for, where i'm sharing the message of peaceful parenting
0: yes i Deansoul. see you i see you out there thank you and it's so good keep it up
2: yeah it's uh it's really rewarding
0: Yes, good. Thank
1: you for being here, and thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next week.